Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 14 of Talking Blues. I'm Josh and I am joined by Alex and Peter. They're back here again. Um, we're luckily able to have all three of us here for what the third, second or third episode in a row. So it's very exciting. Um, what also was very exciting was last episode. It was episode number thirteen. It was an interview with ex-footballer now on ESPN FC, uh, Shaka Hislop, and that was a really fun interview that Alex and I did. Um, if you haven't already, go listen to episode thirteen where we where we do that uh, little. Uh, fill in episode I kind of I, I think I added like a minute intro because I did record that after the Burnley game and then I did say that we were going to have an episode up early week I think I actually said Tuesday or Wednesday but luckily we're going to have one a day earlier than that it is Monday we are recording we are excited we're going to have a recap of the Chelsea Burnley game which I will go into uh, in a minute and then we're going to also preview the Ren versus Chelsea game that'll be home at Stamford Bridge uh, it'll be another group stage game for the UEFA Champions League. Once again, Chelsea um, is in first because of the goal differential. Uh, it's between them and Sevilla for that. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. It'll be a fun game and hopefully another Chelsea win. But let's go into this Chelsea win. Chelsea versus Burnley. Chelsea get the 3-0 win against Burnley. Uh, played pretty well. Um, you know, the goals were spread out besides... Actually, they were not. The first goal uh, in the first half by Keen Ziyech, his first Premier League goal. Very nice one. Uh, It was was a nice tip, I I guess, give and go with Tammy Abraham. So that was a nice goal. And then the Kurt Zuma header. Um, Kurt Zuma (laughs) somehow, I think, leads. uh, No, I could be wrong. I feel like he leads the team in goals uh, in the Premier League, which is just crazy that a center back is doing that. Um, he is three on the season, and then Timo Werner uh, scores in the 70th minute. There was also an Olivier Giroud goal on a nice tip-in um, that was ruled off. So, let's start out with Alex. Your thoughts on the game, 3-0 win, Chelsea. So, the first man you mentioned there, uh, Hakim Ziyech, I loved what I saw from him. I think he brings something different. Um, and I think a couple episodes ago I was mentioning when we are going over our lineups that if he's in the team, I think – uh, Jorginho isn't really necessary because they're such similar. Um, they're not similar players, obviously, but the the idea and the passing ability of Hakim Ziyech is so phenomenal that I think you don't need uh, 
Jorginho in there who really, you know, does the same kind of thing. Um, and he's a really nice addition on that right-hand side and gives another threat in that attacking lineup. Um, and his connection with Timo Werner, as we saw in the uh, third goal, I believe, was very nice as well. Timo Werner, calm and collected in front of goal, slotting it in perfectly. Looks like a great signing so far. Um, knock on wood, obviously, but I really like what I'm seeing from him. Uh, Kai Havertz even had a very good game, I thought. Um, lost the ball a couple times, but I thought his change of direction and uh, kind of bringing the ball from defense to offense really uh, worked well, and I think he was uh, one of the standouts in uh, the Burnley game. So I was really happy with the performance. Solid on defense as well. Kurt Zuma getting another goal, as you mentioned. I believe he's like the joint top scorer with uh, Werner and Jorginho. Uh, Jorginho, not Jorginho, whatever. Jorginho. Um, uh, yeah, that's basically all I have, but it was a good performance and another clean sheet, and that's very important as well. Yeah, I mean, pretty much we just, everyone played well. I mean, I wouldn't say anyone had that bad of a game. Obviously, kind of like you said, Havertz gave the ball a couple of times. But I mean, overall, we just played really well. We played well on defense. Going forward, we played really well, scored three goals, obviously. Uh, good to see Hakim Ziyech getting his first goal. And I mean, we just played overall. We played really well. And we, especially defensively, I think we finally have found ourselves like found our, our ourselves like defensively like we understand what we need to do and what we need to do to be successful on the defensive aspect of the ball and I mean that's really good to see because that's just been the thing that we've been struggling with so much and I think now that we figured that out if we can get more consistent scoring goals and not have some of those zero zero draws like we've been getting not this game obviously but that we've been getting we're going to be able to challenge for for top four, definitely, maybe even like top two, or maybe even the Premier League title as a whole. I don't know. But I mean, it's really promising, and we played really well. Yeah, one chance really that stood out to me for Burnley was this right in the beginning of the game. I don't know what player exactly, but uh, they tried to get the ball over Edward Mendy. They successfully did, but they also successfully um, got the ball above Edward Mendy and above the, the net, and then, you know, kind of sailed over. Um, in into the bleachers. So basically, Chelsea stopped them on every chance. I mean, if you want to go into the stats a little bit, once again, Chelsea dominating possession, which I which I just love, um, sixty four percent to thirty six, and then shots on target is is another big stat too. Um, Chelsea and nine to Burnley's none, um, which I think was very good. Um, like you said, Peter, that steady, really great defense from Chelsea. Um, shows up again in this game. Another clean sheet for Chelsea also shows up in this game. This is four clean sheets in a row. You have the game against Sevilla, no no draw, no no draw against Man United, Crossador four no win, and now Burnley three no win. Um, Edward Mendy in net is just rock solid, rock solid. So I think that's it for the Burnley game. Uh, besides some changes that happen at the end. I think you, you already mentioned it, Alex. Uh, the Kai Howard Torginio sub, uh, Tammy Abraham, Olivier Giroud sub, and then also Hakeem Ziyech and Callum Hudson Adoy sub. The thing that we do need to get to, though, is that Christian Pulisic uh, got injured in pregame and I think knew immediately while he was walking off the field um, that he was going to be out that game because he 
took took off his um, penny and slammed it on the ground. So I I think it. I wouldn't say it's a big it's a big deal. It's a big deal that he didn't play. I don't think the injury is a big deal. Is what is what I'm trying to go at. Um, Peter, I'll start with you. The impact of Christian Pulisic. Obviously, it didn't make a big impact in this game. Uh, what do you see with this injury? Well, I mean, we're not really sure yet because nothing has come out. I'm pretty sure we're expected to find out the severity of the injury today, but uh, uh, before we've recorded. And I think it's, I don't think it's going to be anything too major. He obviously didn't look too bad. Obviously, you'd never like to see it, and especially when he's been struggling with injuries and just got back to full fitness. But I mean... He should be okay. It's not. I don't think it's anything major. And I think you have good players that can fill in for him. And you can see we played really well today. We have good players that can fill in for him. But obviously, he's such a great player and has such a big impact on this team. And we're we're really gonna miss him if he if he doesn't miss a substantial amount of time. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think it's gonna be difficult for Chelsea, um, especially on you know those pacey wingers that we really lack. Um, in that position, yes, we have Callum Hudson-Odoi, um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, you can't really count Hakim Ziyech as like a pacey winger exactly. He's more of a creative, uh, almost attacking midfielder type, but he can play out on the wing. It, it's definitely a big loss for Chelsea, and obviously we've been seeing, you know, he's pretty injury prone. Hopefully that's a, something that can, you know, improve for him. Um, and we, we got to see what happens, like Peter said, with the injury. Um you know, we, we're not, we don't know yet what happened exactly. Um, but I'm sure in our next episode, we'll know. So we'll talk about it then. Um, yeah, it's just a really big blow for Chelsea, but luckily we have a lot of attacking replacements. Um, it's really a strong, uh, area of our team. So I think we'll be okay, but it's really bad for uh, Christian Pulisic. Yeah. And some quotes from Frank Lampard after the game, um, he did describe it as a small sensation in his hamstring. Um, and, like Peter was saying, we'll figure it out today because they're gonna, you know, scan the scan the muscle and you know see what happens or run some tests. And then also, uh, he felt some uh, again another quote from Lampard. He felt something on his hamstring. We tried to manage him in midweek, but we'll see what happens in the next twenty four hours. We're talking minor, nothing serious. The words of Chelsea manager Frank Lampard, and I think uh, it should be fine. It hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully it's fine. The only the only thing that upsets me is that first of all he wasn't able to play, uh, and then second the one game that Frank Lampard tries to rest, uh, Timo Werner because he's played in so many games for Chelsea and uh, on international break a little bit earlier in the month, he comes right back in uh, and starts the game for Chelsea. So I don't know what we'll do. I mean we'll get to it actually in a minute, but we'll, we'll see what happens um, with. Uh, the game against Ren and what we have uh, with Timo Werner against Ren. So I guess I'll leave that there. And now the updated Premier League table. Chelsea is in sixth uh, with a record of 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. In the last five, Chelsea has not had a loss. Uh, draw, win, draw, draw, win. So that's very good for Chelsea. And let, let's keep it going. Hopefully, again, I'm not a huge fan of the, of the draws, so if we're able to get the wins, uh, that's fine with me. And luckily, on these last two games, we're, we were able to. So let's get right into it against Ren. What formation are you running uh, in this game Wednesday? Uh, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll put this out there. Wednesday, 3 p.m. on the Eastern time, and then 
Uh, I always like to mention this, but uh, if you're watching in the UK, that'll be at eight, I think. Yes. There we go. Thank you, Alex. So what do you have for the formation? I'm going to go with a 4-3-3. I know we kind of reverted back. It was kind of a 4-3-3. I mean, it was uh, with Conte as the holding midfielder against Burnley. And I think we're going to see a similar situation uh, again against Wren. But I think we're going to have a slightly more defensive formation in my mind. I think we're also going to stick with the 4-3-3. It's looked pretty good in the past few games, and I don't see why we would change it up. I think we're going to go with the 4-3-3 as well. Uh, For me, starting in goal, I think there's no doubt about it. Uh, Once again, the man with four clean sheets now is going to be Edward Mendy. Yeah, I mean, said this. I've said this every single episode. I've said which goalkeeper have in there, but I don't think we're gonna have to change this up anytime soon. Yeah, I don't see anyone except for Edward Mendy starting in net. Um, I don't think we're gonna see a change in that anytime soon. Going on to the defenders, let's start with the fullbacks. I've got Aspilicueta starting at right back. I think uh, Reese James gets a break after his start against Burnley. And on the left side, it's interesting. Ben Chilwell has been playing a lot, a lot of games, right? Just coming back um, from injury. Um, you know, he's obviously pretty close, if not at full fitness. But I think Frank Lampard's going to want to give him a break. So now you're looking at it here. Do you have Aspilicueta on the left side? Maybe Do you have Marcus Alonso. But I think um, we're going to see Emerson starting at left back for this game. I think... Uh, Marcus Alonso has kind of fallen out of favor with Frank Lampard, and I think uh, he's going to give Emerson a go. I don't think we need to rest anyone on the left side. I think Chowell, Chowell is completely fine at full fitness. It doesn't look like he's um, doesn't look like he's dealing with any injuries, or I think he's at full fitness, completely fine. He's been playing well. I don't see why we'd rest him. Obviously, maybe. Could be a bit tired or something, but I don't think, especially in a Champions League game, I don't think we'll rest him and start someone that's more of a liability in Emerson. And I think uh, for the other side, I think I'm going to have Reese James, who looked had a few good balls in last game and looked pretty dangerous. I am going to have Marcus Alonso starting at the left back position. I think he'll get the start from Frank Lampard. I know Alex, you were saying that. You know, he's not really, he doesn't really have a role uh, with Lampard, but I think he starts over Emerson. I could be wrong. We'll see what happens, though. And then uh, on the right side, I do have Cesar Azpilicueta starting as well. Uh, Moving on to my two center backs, I'm going to have Antonio Rudiger starting uh, in this game, and I'm going to have Kurt Zuma starting with him. I don't understand why you guys keep, why you guys are changing up the, the, this solid backline that we've had so like, that we've had so far and changing it up for this game, it's even though it's against Rens, who Rens not the best team, but it's a Champions League game and it's an important game. And I don't see why we would switch from Zuma and Silva as the two center backs. So I think Zuma will be staying in that center back position, but I think Thiago Silva obviously um, is getting up there in age, and I think he does need a rest, Peter. I don't think you can play him every single game. He had a rest last week against in the Champions League game. He doesn't need a rest every other yeah, game. He played against Burnley. He played the previous week against Manchester United. He, so, 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 just because, just because, just because he's old. 
who was the captain of PSG in the Champions League run and played every single game, but suddenly a year after he needs a rest every single week. Right. Right. I'm going off of what Frank Lampard has done so far, which is he plays him about once a week, either in the Premier League. Uh, he plays him in the Premier League games and rests him for the Champions League games. As of so, f- uh, so far, that's what he's done for uh, both of the two other games. So I think he's going to continue with that and he's going to keep Zuma in there with Andreas Christensen. I think Rudiger doesn't get in um, this time. And moving on to the midfield, um, I have the three in the midfield. I have Conte, I have Jorginho, and I have Kovacic. I think Havertz gets a rest again. Uh, I know Peter's not liking the fact that I'm giving all these players a rest, but he's been playing a lot. Um, and I think he's, you know, he he needs time to develop. He's still fitting in there. And I think, you know, Jorginho and Kovacic kind of in a slightly more advanced role than maybe they're used to um, in there with Conte uh, will be a good fit. Why would we rest people in a Champions League game when our next game is against Sheffield United, who are 18th in the table? We don't need we. I understand if you rest like one person, maybe like Thiago Silva. I could understand, even though I don't think he would, or I don't understand why. I could understand that, but I don't know why we're resting so many people when there's an easier and less important game in just a few days. But regardless of that, in my in the midfield, I think we're gonna rock with what we what we've kind of been playing and have Conte as a holding midfielder, Havertz as somewhat of a box-to-box, and then Mount as the attacking mid. Oh, no. Well, um, right here in the midfield position, I have three. <laughs> I have Mateo Kovacic, Jorginho Kai Havertz, and uh, N'Golo Conte will be getting a rest in this game from me. Um, so when it, when it comes to that, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I actually do value this game probably more than the Sheffield United game. Um, this coming weekend and you know they are the second or, or I'll get to that in a minute but or no Ren is actually the, the team uh, in third in the French League one table obviously not the same thing as the Premier League but I don't know I, I I'd rather rest our star players and have them ready for a Premier League game it just it, it just I, I would like people to start getting rest and we're lucky enough to you know have a team where we can have you know players that could be starting every single game on other teams that aren't as good as Chelsea, you know, on our bench, you know, on our reserve. So we're lucky enough to play them. Anyway, moving on to my three uh, attackers now. I'm gonna have Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, Timo Werner gets a rest, hopefully, uh, and then Callum Hudson Odoi on the right side. So for my attackers, I have. Um, Hakeem Ziyech, I think he gets another start. Um, I liked what I saw from him on Saturday, so I think he gets another chance to show what he can do in the Champions League. Um, Callum Hudson-Odoi, I think, will be on the left side. Now that Christian Pulisic probably is very unlikely to be playing uh, on Wednesday, definitely not, really. Um, And up top, as Josh mentioned, Timo Werner was going to get a rest this weekend, but obviously with the Christian Pulisic injury, didn't so I think he will this game and Tommy Abraham will be up front. Okay. Well I'm gonna not I'm not gonna make the same point I've made for the past every other position, but my front three, I think we're gonna have ZH on the right, Odoi on the left, and Timo Werner up top. 
so you're okay. Mm. Going back in your own words here. I mean, you're having a doy start though. You're having Hudson Calmons on a doy start. So interesting. Over uh, who? Who would I have there instead? Well, you're talking about resting players and not resting players, right? Yeah. Uh, but, who would, I, who would saying, I have there? You were saying. I, excuse me. Excuse you're not playing Ziyech, Peter. I put him on. What? Are you playing Hakeem Ziyech? Yes. Oh, oh my you are? We have okay, to record this. I apologize. I have Ziyech on the right, Odor on the left, Werner up top. Who am I supposed to put there instead of Odor? An injured Christian Pulisic. Yeah, of course. We will see what happens with Christian Pulisic, as you mentioned earlier. Um, score prediction for this game, I'm going to have a 2-0 win for Chelsea. Peter's a little heat on this podcast. He might have a 5-0 win for Chelsea with this uh, with this squad, the starting 11 that he feels we should start every game. Peter, what do you have for score prediction? I think it's going to be a 2-1 win for us. For me, I don't see um, us keeping clean sheet in this game. We've just kept the clean sheet for too long now. Um, I know that sounds silly, but I think, you know, our defense can only do well for so long, and I think they're going to give up a goal, and I'm going to go with a 3-1 Chelsea win. Um, another goal for Hakim Ziyech, in my opinion. Just guessing, because why not? All right, so once again, Chelsea versus Wren. Chelsea, uh, once again, sixth in the Premier League table with 12 points. They are tied also with about four, three other teams, Aston Villa, Leicester City, and Arsenal. You go to the French League One table. Uh, Wren is in third with uh, 18 points. No one is tied with them. Uh, and then above them, you have Lille and then PSG. So this game will be on Wednesday. Another UEFA Champions League group stage match. They keep coming. And then you have the Premier League games on the weekend. So don't expect us to stop putting out episodes. We'll have an episode out again uh, at least once a week. Go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Uh, wherever you're listening, please subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and review. Also, wherever you're listening, mainly Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Please share with at least one friend. Share on your social media. Share on Twitter, especially. Um, and tag us at Talking Blues Pod so we know you did. And then I, I think that's everything for today's episode. I think I said that twice now. So that was episode number 14 of Talking Blues. And we will see you once again for episode number 15. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.